Chris, the dating doc, and I got a crazy story, crazy story that's going to tie into some cool dating tips and insights, and it all started with me grabbing breakfast tacos the other day. Stay tuned. That's so lowbrow. So lowbrow. Why is the dating doc talking about some waitress at a Mexican restaurant? What, what, what is this? Well, I'll tell you what it is. First off, most researchers, writers, poets, those that work on video documentaries, podcasters, et cetera, et cetera, they not only learn through what's read and um, statistics and articles, they learn through personal observation and insights and able to translate those into lessons learned. So that's why I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about that beautiful, sweet, semi-flirty, and so nurturing Mexican waitress at a local Mexican restaurant that I go to. Yes, this is what we're going to talk about. And we're also going to use this as a segue to what men really want. All right. So let's take it back. Let's take it back to story time here. So... You know what, what was interesting about our lives? We, we normally go through little rituals, right? Whether you take your vitamins in the morning, work out, meditate, affirmations, gratitude plan, et cetera, et cetera. And I decided to change up my ritual. I would normally work out with the soldiers, army soldiers, take a shower, head to my office and eat, you know, real quick uh, cliff bar and drink my coffee. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to a Mexican restaurant and grab some breakfast tacos, sit down and have some me time and not bombard myself with the cubicle life. Because believe it or not, in the military, we're not all in the field, you know, um, shooting guns. Some of us work office jobs that seem uh, analogous almost to a um, corporate job. Anyways, so I go to this Mexican restaurant and, you know, I'm sitting down and at first, you know, it's like, oh, the guy in uniform. Let's be all professional. Let's be all, how can I help you, sir? And um, yeah, I just kind of order my my uh, my breakfast. Uh, I actually ordered this special. I don't want to think too much. I saw it advertised. First lady, sweet lady, and uh, takes my order, walks away. Now, here's the thing. And I got to ask whoever's out there in podcast land who's listening to this, reach out to me. Reach out to me, 210 701 745 210 7010745 or Instagram the dating doc. Answer this question if you know it. Do do restaurant employees plot in the back? If you see someone good looking, do you say, you know what? You gotta you get that table. You got that. I'm curious. I'm curious if if, if you switch it up and say, you know what? You might have a chance with him. Let's go ahead and do that one, right? Because I'll tell you what, next thing you know. Next, you know, the lady bringing me out coffee, okay, was about 10 or 15 years younger than the, the lovely lady that came out to me first. And I was like, damn, 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 damn. I mean, us men, we're very caveman-like. We're, you know, we're, we're like, we got that, that masculine energy going. So the, the visual is going to motivate us. She looked like a human Coca-Cola bottle. Walking up to me, you know, you know, was was like, give me the coffee, just real sweet. 
it was sweet but a little bit seductive like like she was giving me those the, the little wifey vibes you know like here i am in uniform i'm just wanting to get out the office and that's like oh man I'm, i'm feeling like i'm in a restaurant i got my future wife bringing me coffee here you know that that and normally i stay strong normally i stay strong i'm not out here simping i'm not out here thinking like Oh my gosh, any woman that remotely looks good, gives me attention, it's on. Like, no, I, I do my thing. I'm planning the day in my head. But she came up to me with that sweet, sweet, sweet nurturing smile. And uh, it was funny because she spoke to me kind of loud, like her decibel levels. And it was funny because maybe she thought, okay, he's Hispanic, so I'm going to speak to him in Spanish. So she wasn't about that, oh, I'm going to cower to him. He's military, so I got I got to be all gentile. He was she was kind of loud. She was like, you know, basically in Spanish was like, hey, here, here's a coffee. Do you need more cream or sugar? And it was kind of like a little bit louder than you know normal. And I'm laughing. I was like, okay, girl's on game, or this is how she naturally is, which is even better. But even if she is on game, it's working. But anyways, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a little pause here because I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this story and I want you to listen to what men really want. This podcast episode, can you believe that? I'm going to name it, I'm in love with a Mexican waitress. Yeah, let's go with that. So here's the thing, you know, she she brings the coffee and I really, I was like, man, okay, a little bit louder and all that stuff. Walks away. They wear these like black slacks he's nice looking little you know tight black slacks so you know i had to look okay i had to look so you know if any of these extreme feminists are listening and say oh my gosh you're objectifying her but look dudes are visual this is from like the tribal times when our eyes were so active looking out for the hunt when we're hunters and gatherers and all that jazz so this is biology okay i'm not making any kind of regrets no kind of uh cancel me culture type of stuff i was looking at her ass point blank and i really liked what i saw now again these are kind of like points right it, uh subconsciously i'm not i'm not actually keeping track of the score but i'm thinking okay she came at me real sweet and strong uh, beautiful body walks away even more beautiful body i was like okay i got it i got it now here's the thing I'm so chill about this. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm not even thinking much because I'm thinking, okay, it's a Mexican restaurant. So you're going to have construction dudes up in there. You're going to have other military guys. You're going to have, you know, old horny Uncle Juan walking up in there. All of them, I'm sure, have hollered at her, try to get her attention. So she's kind of maybe burned out of it all. But, you know, it's the start of the morning. So she's not burned out of it at all. It's like starting fresh with this military guy that doesn't normally come in, right? Fresh meat. So again, it's, it's part of that situational awareness. It's like, okay, I'm going to be up on game knowing that she's pretty much up on game because she hears this all day, I'm sure. Okay? It, it's, it's like this Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin's like, oh yeah, it's kind of like the horny construction workers. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but in that, in that episode, it, it showed the, you know, it's a cartoon, so it showed the good-looking woman walking by a construction site and she's getting catcalled by predominantly Hispanic construction workers, right? So I already know she's getting that kind of attention. So, um, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to initiate talking to her. 
because they, they probably have told her every single thing. She's burned out, right? She's not going to know the difference between, okay, who's really on that, who's really a high quality man, and who's really just, uh, you know, whatever, just trying to trying to talk to her. So I kept my cool, you know. Um, this is me being natural. Sip my coffee, check my phone. And then um, she brings me the, the, the food. And then she starts, you know, chit-chatting with me. She's like, you know, hey, um, what do you know? What what unit do you work with, right? What military unit and stuff like that? And um, and then I, I just kind of tripped up and I said, you know what? I bet you get a lot of attention here, don't you? I, I was real straight up about it. I was like, you get a lot of attention here, don't you? Because this is my this is my first time here. And, and I said in Spanish, you're the chosen one, meaning you know she's the one they choose when they need to like get the male customers going, you know, the tips and all that stuff. I say, you're the chosen one. She started laughing at that. Now, she doesn't know I'm the dating doc, right? I'm on that 007 Batman type of thing. But, you know, she doesn't know that I'm aware of emotional intelligence and game overall and um, Myers-Briggs and all the stuff that I talk to you all about. She doesn't know that. So she laughs. I think she laughed because she knew, hey, this guy knows what's up. And um, it's like, well, I'm here talking to you. That's what she says. And I was like, you know what? She's right. Basically was like, don't worry about it. I'm here talking to you. And I love that kind of attitude. So here's the thing. Ladies, especially for the ladies. Some are going to look down on a Mexican restaurant waitress. Oh, she's working a menial job. Heck, she could be taking that welfare money, that that COVID-19 stimulus. What is she doing working at a Mexican restaurant? She's not a high-value woman. I got my MBA. I'm an accountant. I work for a Fortune 500 company. I'm one of the top lawyers in the city, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Not if you got attitude. Not if you stench of toxic, obnoxious energy. She's going to win. Well, I'm so educated and I know how to communicate. And even though I don't really take care of my body, I'm still a high value woman. This woman right here, I doubt she's part of any CrossFit box or CrossFit studio. And she, she definitely in shape, whatever she's doing. Well, how can you build a future with a Mexican waitress that's only making maybe 20K a year and maybe you lives with her parents and all that well guess what if she brings in high value woman qualities like being nurturing like being sensual like being understanding like still being strong and sassy without being competitive she's more collaborative she wants to build a team instead of trying to destroy one to make her point across I could work with that I could give up on this whole idea that me and my woman got to make six figures, but we don't see each other because we got to earn those six figures doing our own thing. Oh, and on top of that, our cortisol levels are so high that neither of us have the libido to keep her sexual life going on. But I guess the plus side is we can both go to a seminar in metaphysics because we can handle that topic in exchange for the fact that I'm not going to have the romance with her. Or that things are going to feel stiff because we're just going to talk about work and how much it stressed us out. When in reality, when we get home, we want to escape from all that. 
that's what it's going to be like. Now, again, I, I know, I know, I know it's not fair to generalize. I'm sure there is some completely low quality, low value woman that work at a Mexican restaurant. And I'm sure there's high value women that work corporate, uh, professional white collar jobs. But look at the factors at hand. Stay tuned. I'm going to talk about these factors. As you keep listening to this, keep in mind that I am aware, I'm aware that yes, there are quality women in every background and there's low quality women in every background. Same thing with men, because I know you want to throw in that men do it too stuff. I got that. I got all that. But she got me to thinking. Realistically, I come home to a woman who's worked her shift at a restaurant, Right? comes home, maybe even has food from the restaurant. Hey, that's a perk. Yeah, she's, you know, been standing up, working long hours, helping out this kitchen, putting smiles on people's face, bringing food. More than likely, not all, not always the case, but more than likely comes from a traditional Hispanic background, predominantly Mexican where I live at. So there's like a value system there that's associated with like delivering food. I shouldn't say delivering, not delivering like a uh, Uber Eats or nothing like that. But I'm talking like, you know, bringing food to someone. There's this there's this nurturing of like, here you go kind of thing, customer service mentality. Especially if you at least halfway enjoy your job. Now... Let's look at her twin sister, her clone, that's working these Zoom meetings across and, uh, you know, in a very stiff professional environment, unfortunately. That's going to have its own mindset. Unfortunately, salary is going to be higher. Okay, got that. So when they get home, they went from this rigid, had to wear a blazer and slacks and all that stuff. And now they got to get into this feminine flow when they get home. They got no food from where they're at. They're bringing home. They're, you know, they're having a, um, we either cook or we got to, we got to get it from somewhere else. So here's the thing. I'm willing. I am willing to take the pay cut, the shared joint pay cut. And if I were to look at, again, a set of twins or clones, however you want to look at it, all things considered, I'm going to go with the one that has that homey, nurturing um, mindset. It just it just feels like I want to hold her more compared to one that comes home and has that stiff corporate mindset. And here's the thing. I used to think completely opposite of that. I said, you know what? If she's professional, she's got to be professional because I'm not going to respect her if she's not educated. And I still have those beliefs. Believe it or not, yes. I, I still think it is very attractive to have your graduate degree, to have your, you know, to, to be well studied because there's a earning potential that she has, especially if God forbid, okay, I get hurt or something happens, she's got to pick up the load if she really loves me, right? Then I got that she has that earning potential. But when you 
push that aside and I'm talking about just like the the good emotional lovey-dovey type of you know vibe I want ah Mexican waitress Mexican waitress okay and again I'm including the factors of if these twins if these clones are in the same shape physically one's going to come from a stuffy environment right she's going to come home and talk to me about oh yes we had an executive meeting at 09. You're not going to believe what Earl talked about. We lost $10 million on our R&D department. And now they're actually going to offshore our team in Nebraska to Mexico City. Like, cool. I got it. That That's nice. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where I, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to empathize. I'm going to listen. But then your twin sister comes home and it's like, bam, you know, here's here's the food. How's your day, honey? Right? The huggy, huggy stuff. And it's not, you know, if it's work stress, it's maybe like just that annoying manager at work. And then her telling me about, oh, you know, the slacks you got me. You're not going to believe how many dudes are checking me out, whatever. Right? So it's a whole different environment. I do not want you to think, oh, he, he's, he, he's not even considering corporate professional woman. Not at all. I'm not a knucklehead. But what I'm doing is I'm illustrating that even if they make a lot less money, they can still be equal or sometimes even better than someone who has worked hard to get their education, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to flip it around here, okay? If you're a woman, I'm not telling you to get with some gangbanger who's barely making money because he's humble and he brings in that masculine side and you like his muscles and all that. Okay, it may not work the same for you because if they're a gangbanger, first off, they're gonna bring in toxic traits, right? Or let's say they are a guy who works in construction and is not a gangbanger. Okay, well, yeah, he's actually bringing in decent money. He's keeping himself physically in shape and whatnot. That may work out compared to a guy who's getting a beer gut, right? His twin brother, his his clone, who's getting that beer gut who's stressed at work. Yeah, he's making six figures on up, but there's just no umph to it, right? There's no, nothing there. It's just like, yeah, you love him. Y'all have sex, you know, every other month or whatever. But then the construction dude come home, he's all tanned up, he's sweaty, takes a shower. And you like that. So all I'm saying is that there's still high quality in these, blue collar situations there are some people believe it or not that are more intelligent maybe not academic right they're they're not watching TEDx all the time but they have this sort of sage wisdom that we don't they may be even more of empaths they may have more of an intuition in, in knowing who's full of BS than even we do and when I say we I'm talking white collar professionals They understand and they place priority on being warm, caring, loving, sensual. Meanwhile, you know, our priorities may not always be there, but we think we're hot stuff because we went through an Ivy school or because, again, we're making that good money and advancing in our careers. But then we atrophy those human human traits and qualities that make us unique. We We become corporate drones, right? So... Just something to think about. I'm not saying one's better or the other worse. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I like my Mexican waitress. She don't know that. They may not even go anywhere. 
I may not even get to that point because why am I going to want to mess up at a place that serves me some good food? But her looking that good, her her being so nurturing and caring and sexy and all that got me to this point. There's a learned lesson with all that. So we got one more. I want you to stay tuned and listen to this one. If you've been tuning in, you know for a fact that I went through a somewhat recent breakup. So these these podcast episodes serve as a as a journal. Obviously, there's benefits, right? Some of you are just wanting to grab and pull knowledge that can be applied to your life and make it better. I got that. I do hope that you also enjoy this journey that I take you on to find things that you can be you can relate to, and at the same time, kind of kind of as a benefit, right? I put this out into the world, and I'm not talking to you live at that moment that you hear this, but I am trying to humanize this journey. So you know, I am hoping that you understand, especially as we live in this very contentious, let's argue about something kind of culture. Is that I do lead with love, even if it's tough love at times, and things I may say, you may not agree upon. You may not agree on on some of the things that I say, and that's okay. That is totally fine. That's the beauty of being vulnerable. Is that you may you may feel like this resonates with you 85% of the time, but not 15% of the time, and that's okay. There's actually beauty in that in that little gap because that's what makes us unique. While at the same time allowing me a platform to be vulnerable and to share some insights. Right? I'm not this this person that's going to feel like I'm on, I'm on this uh, hill talking behind a podium and I know it all. As a dating coach, if I tell my clients to be humble and vulnerable, I'm going to be humble and vulnerable. If I'm going to tell them that you can be perfect through your imperfections, I'm also going to practice that. I'm not this guy who's always all buttoned down, shirt and suited up, and have to speak in some kind of way where we can discuss the four components of emotional intelligence and how that may fit into your own dating life. No, I got my own style. Okay, style is me. I say all this because you know, if you're looking at starting a podcast, you're looking at starting a YouTube channel, uh, a blog, go out there and do it. Okay, go out there and do it. Don't worry about the analytics or who's listening or not. These analytics play with me. Some days, the podcast episode that I really don't care for, right? I made, I felt like I made a lot of mistakes on. That might be the one that takes off. And then the one that I really worked hard on and I, I did a lot of research doesn't get that many views. Okay, this. This is just the way of the, you know. This is part of the digital beast, where the ones that you don't think will hit hit. It's happened with like top ten singles, you know. Uh, um, I mean singles as in like hits, as in musical hits. Or sometimes the one that the artist didn't like all of a sudden becomes like a legendary track, and then the one that they worked hard on, no one really listens to. So. This little last bit was just that if you are motivated to get yourself out there to just let people know, as long as you're doing it in a very healthy way, or some people go out there and, and they express themselves with vulnerability, but they're almost wanting to justify very destructive, toxic behavior. Don't do that. Get help first before you put it out in the world. Um, so there is a balance there, right? So, anyways, I. 
wholeheartedly hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. It was freestyle. It is me. And uh, me is the dating doc. I is the dating doc signing out. Peace.